Welcome to the Mike Hewitt Show, 11 years and growing. It's about family, business, work, and politics like you've never heard it before. Yep, it's true. There's more than just a touch of wry humor mixed in. And now your host, Mike Hewitt. Folks, I am Mike Hewitt, co-hosts Miles Bauer and a Ludwig von Wiedemdorski. Ludwig, you're the young one in the family, so you got to help me. Uh, in fact, maybe even help Miles and me, but for certain me. Tell us, what does the word influencers mean? All right. So what it means is that you are using social media platforms and getting others to either purchase, use, follow, like, subscribe to other products by virtue of you being the advertiser. So an influencer is just a talking head selling something. Yes. That's what we're saying. So was it Taylor Swift? Is that her name? Yep. Yeah. And you, by the way, folks, you can tell I buy a lot of her stuff. I have to double check her name. Is she an influencer? No, she would be an influencer. Well, she is an influencer. No. Well, I, the reason I'm asking it this way, first off, the concept of influencer to me is laughable. I got to just tell you, folks, it just is. And in keeping in mind, I've spent my entire life, as Miles Bauer will tell you, selling stuff. My entire life has been invested in marketing. So when I hear the word influencer, I have 5,000 dear friends on Facebook. Does that make me an influencer? Yep. I'm on this radio show. We're on, I don't know, 17 radio stations. Am I an influencer? Yes. Listen, here's what I'm slowly getting at. I'm watching who did this and who did that. And Taylor Swift endorsed Biden and... This person said this, and that person said that. Here's my problem, guys. And tell, Miles, you got to jump in because you're my age. But I listen to all this stuff. And, and listen, it's not that I'm pushing back on their opinions or what they're selling. I don't care. I literally, genuinely don't care. Miles, am I, am I missing something I need to get my arms around? So I'm probably the wrong person to ask because I'm not that active in social media so maybe blood is a better source here you are i I am totally off facebook i'm off instagram i'm not on twitter yeah when when you said you're you're (laughs) that's an understatement you don't exist texting is right and the fun part about it is folks he is a computer scientist that's the fun part so it's not like you just came in with your hay fork over your shoulder I'm sorry, but I've always gotten a kick out of that. So Ludwig, it's not you're just stuck telling me. Is this is this a passing? Is this like the the hula hoop? The the word influencer? The problem with this is when OJ Simpson was running through the airport advertising for was it Enterprise or National Car Rental? That's before he killed those two people and got off the hook. Yeah, this was was when uh, he was still a football player. It was was either Avis or Hertz, I think. Yeah, it was was Avis. Yeah. Yeah. So he had a background and a career of being a football player, and he was a celebrity endorsing a product. Right. Where this influencer comes from is the Paris Hiltons and the Kardashians, where they did nothing, and they were famous for doing nothing. But they didn't influence me. I, I'm, listen, I'm... But you're, you're not the graphic to influence. I, I, Your demographic to influence you is Walter, Walter Bromheim, the diabetes guy. 
Then I got it. Listen, I <laughs> so fun. You're going to pay for that before the show's over. I'm just telling you. I like it, but oh, that's going to be pricey. <laughs> Here's what I'm telling you. Honest. There are so many people on social media, Paris Hilton, et cetera, all of them. I think she's already moved, you know, she's old school now, but mm -hmm. I, I, there, there's so many of them. It's such a subdivided universe. I don't know how any of them can actually be. Everybody knew who O.J. Simpson was before the murders, when he was, when he was running. When he was playing sports, everybody knew him. So there's a recognizable figure. And and Lud, I sent you, I thought I don't know if I sent it to both of you, but today I sent a list where you're old if you don't know these seven people. Um I, I didn't know any of them. I didn't, I didn't either. I well, that's because you're older than you think you are. But that was the measure of whether you're old or not is do you recognize these seven people? I I actually, folks, I, I slowed myself down and I looked at them. I didn't recognize them. The only thing that they seemed to have in common was none of them represented normal. Well, am I going to get in trouble using that word? None of them represented normal America. They were weird people. I'm just saying. And they, they, to me, they were right out of, uh, you know, out of a Mad Max movie. They looked dystopian. They looked, they were weirdos. I'm sorry. Is that what counts for an influencer now? Is you got to be a screwball or you can't be an influencer? <laughs> kind of. Um, usually it takes a, a good looking girl. Uh, they were ugly. Some, Is it really bad some, for me to, I'm out of the Elvis Presley era. So I tell you, when I see ugly, I say, that's ah, ugly. And they were ugly. They were weirdos. Yeah. They were not normal. And yes, they were ugly. That that group of people actually reminded me as if it was the cast of the next Alice in Wonderland Oh, movie. you got an ugly, ugly cast of... Well, I, I'm, folks, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make the show out of it. But so much of what we do on social media now is driven by... I'm not, I just, I guess, I guess really what I'm telling you, I'm on the verge of saying driven by influencers, but I really don't believe that. I'm just telling you, I just don't believe that these people are influencing anybody. I just don't. <laughs> they might be influencing people that are not voting, influencing people that are not out buying a $47,000 car, which is just a generic car nowadays. Lud, I heard you laughing. So, not, not Lud. I'm sorry, Miles. I heard you laughing at me. What was uh? What I say that was funny, boss. No, I just thought it was you. You are just so showing your age, dude. I, I, you know what? I get it because I common sense seems to have left the arena. To well, me, these things are has common it, sense. Here's the question, Mike: Has it really, or are you? Blaming the method of the message being uh, relayed because what's the difference between Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, and whatnot, and the grocery store checkout where there's People, USA Weekly, National Enquirer, and GQ, and Cosmopolitan, and all those? Do, what's do the you, difference? Do you really want the difference, Ludwig? Honest? 
Let me because try, I know I'm, I heard the same thing out of women no, back you, then as I do now. You, 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 yeah, you know what, though, Lud? I never read any of that crap anyway. <laughs> I didn't either, but but I will tell you what the difference is, is that back then people had human contact, and I think that humans need human contact for somebody to sit alone in mama's basement and be influenced by some ugly hairball on the internet and, and call that that's that's not society you can call me old i'll embrace it but but this whole nobody has a nobody has a community anymore nobody belongs to when you go to the to the meat market when you go to the to the car dealership when you go to the the doctor's office you don't know anybody because you're busy on social media with someone from three thousand miles away folks i'm telling you what I'm driving at with this is the impact on our culture. Ludwig, to your point about Miles and I being old, the impact on our culture in Miles and Mai's lifetime is staggering. And what it is, it's the loss of a social drive. We're down to 30 seconds, Lud. Tell me I'm all wet here. I'm okay with that. No, I don't think you're wet. I think that it's been p- p- progression. You'd walk to the doctor's office, there were 50 magazines. Today, there's none because everybody has a cell phone. So the progression has, has been a chisel away progression, and this is where we're at today. Yeah, listen, we're down to seconds. When I went to the doctor's office, I knew the people there. Hey, how the heck you been? Folks, stay with us. We'll be right back. Listen, before we move on to the rest of the news, because I've, I've got a bunch of stuff on the list, but during the break, Miles Bauer, you pointed something out about President Trump during his presidency and even perhaps the lead up to that. I'll add that part as it relates to then Twitter. What say you, Miles Bauer? Yeah, no, I it, it, it was a way that, uh, Trump was able to get around corporate media and go directly to the uh, people. So not everything social media related, at least in my humble opinion, was necessarily a a bad thing. There were there were times, especially in my humble opinion, when Trump would go around corporate media, and go straight to the people and explain to them what was actually going on to blow up the fake news. I, I think you're right. And I, and let me add to it. And, and again, folks, we've got to change gears shortly, but I got to add to what you're saying, because I agree with you. If Trump would have done a horrific job, if he would have just been a, a hot mess, like they wanted us to believe they'd have left him on there. If you remember at the time, Twitter was Uber left us. They weren't, they weren't leaning left. They were far left. And if if they could have used that as a platform to demonstrate how horrific he was, they would have had the, his station shared everywhere they possibly could do it. And they didn't want that to happen. And that's the real reason they booted him off. And and listen, but to your other point, 
I don't think that social media in itself, the concept of it, is bad. I think there are a lot of good things. I Somewhere in show notes, I wanted to find out how many people in the state of Michigan were union workers because I watched both Trump and Biden in Michigan competing for the union vote. Um, and the numbers I could find were from 2023. And by the way, folks, so this is the flip side. While I'm ragging on social media, I found my answer in about 20 seconds sitting at a stoplight. The number is 14%, whereas I know nationally, nationally that number is less than 2%. That's a big difference. And it also goes to, in Michigan, why southeastern Michigan walks the entire dog of the state, because that's where all those folks are at. Um, I, 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 it doesn't matter. To your greater point, there's a lot of good things. But I also see, while I'm watching the hot mess that is the Republican Party, at least in Michigan and, and Arizona, at least in those two, I'll throw in Georgia just for, for the, amount of the, the, the amount of misinformation that grassroots shares among itself. I'm going to get nasty grams galore on this. I get it. I was directly involved in the state Republican Party for years. And now when I see things being shared all over as if they're gospel and people are angry about that rotten person or this rotten person or that establishment, and what we've done on the, on the right is we've adopted the cancel culture that the left has had all along. The problem with that is that once somebody's, you got all these people sitting in their basements trying to find some way to be important to come up with something that everybody will share, well, then they share nonsense. It's all nonsense. It's not It's not like I disagree with it. It's factually not accurate. Yeah, that, but Mike, yep. don't, don't, don't you think Nikki Haley is committing political suicide by staying in the race? I, I do, but I got it. To, you're not going to like this. I, okay. gu- I guarantee you. Folks, the fun part is, is he's in Chicago. I'm here in the great state of Michigan, but I, I can see his face, speaking of internet. So he's not going to like this. I got to watch his facial. Can we do a screenshot? I think she's still campaigning to be vice vice president under Trump. I do. I'm not. <laughs> Folks, Miles, you're not a big Nikki Haley fan. No, <laughs> I no. listen when I when you watch the latest polling that shows that Trump is taking an absolute bath with single women, not married women, single women. I mean, twenty points. That's huge. That's the foundation. To hate that, use that word of the Democratic Party, and Trump needs to say, "What can I do? Forget them for a minute, but to but to keep and win back." Some of the married females that he lost, uh, I'm telling you, if you don't think that they're actually talking about her and she's patting herself on the back right now, and folks just understand something, I think she's a Democrat. Just so you know, I, I, when I look at the ideology that she espouses, when I look at the surveys that I personally received, the questions that she asked were Democrat-driven questions. So I, I started, in fact, I started bantering with whoever the Nimrod was. Can I say that? That sent that trash to me because she's a Democrat. And I don't mind her being a Democrat, but at least the Democrats are honest. They say they're a Democrat. She's not honest, but she is a Democrat, at least by the issues 
that she's campaigning on. I believe that passionately. So will I vote for her? No, because, and you won't like this next part either, but when I look at Trump's age and I cast myself five years out, his running mate is going to be extremely important to Mike Hewitt. I'm just being honest with you. You start talking another year of running than four years of a term, I'm going to look real close at his running mate. So he might win a bunch of women over with that person. He might lose my vote if he picks that person. What say you, Mr. Trump-publican? No, so, you know, I seriously disagree with Nikki about age. As I've said before on the show, my my mother is older than Biden, and I can have a very intelligent, lucid conversation with her for four hours on the on the phone. Right. You Biden can't even get through a sentence. Everybody ages differently. I do agree with it that has much. Nothing to do with <clears throat> age. I agree with that part. And listen, in fairness, and you know this for a fact with my own physical condition with my heart. I'm however much younger I am than, than Trump. I could, I'm just being honest with you folks. I could not do his week like him, hate him. I don't care. I could not physically do what he does in any seven day period. I just couldn't. The guy's everywhere. So you, I, I got to give you that. Listen, let's change gears. Biden claims I've done all I can do. <laughs> he's, he's talking about securing the, the Southern border. Can, can you tell me, either one of you, Ludwig, you've been quiet for a minute, so where'd you go? I, can How does it work? What has he done? Name me something, anything that Biden has done to secure the southern border. I got to tell you, I, I couldn't come up with any anything. Uh, I, I I mean, as, as soon as he blew up Remain in Mexico, yep. that, was, that was pretty much it. I, I, I don't, I folks and listen with the three of us, it's not that we know it all because I don't ever, 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 and we're wrong on occasion. We're human, but we watch the news really close. The three of us, probably more than most three people you can find drive into the news. I literally, and it's not partisanship. I, there's nothing I could write down on a piece of paper to say, this is what he did. Forget that he do all he can do. I can't tell you anything that he did other than open the border and advertise, by the way, in South American countries using our tax dollars. Yes, he did do that. Yes, he did do that. And I, I, so when he, when he says that, what he's really trying to do, this is my opinion, but I think he's trying to tell the black vote, I'm on your team. Don't think that I'm trying to destroy your communities with people that are taking the benefits that were, I'm, folks, I'm telling you, that's what that is, because he's losing the black male vote. I don't know the percentages yet, but we're we're spent part of the first segment today talking about how much how much the the single female vote has walked away from Trump. I actually, never got on board with, in fairness, but to not acknowledge the other half of that coin would be dishonest. And that's what he's really trying to do is tell everybody, I'm really working on it, but but black men, please don't leave me. Please don't leave me. That's what he's actually saying. And the truth of it is, is he's done this on purpose. Folks, stay with us. We'll be right back. 
Folks, if you're just tuning in, I am Mike Hewitt, co-hosts Miles Bauer and Ludwig von Wiedemdorski, and we are broadcasting from our flagship station, WHTC Holland, Michigan, on the beautiful shores of cold Lake Michigan, 1450 AM and 99.7 FM. If you're hearing us outside the great state of Michigan, you are absolutely listening to the best radio station in your community. We thank our affiliate network, but mostly, folks, we thank you for listening. It makes it possible for all of us. Thank you very, very much. Brian, will you do me a favor and play that spot for us? Mike Hewitt here. Joe Biden once warned of predators on the streets who were beyond the pale. He said they must be cordoned off from the rest of society because the justice system didn't know how to rehabilitate them. He wanted to jail employers who hire illegals. He said sanctuary cities shouldn't be allowed to violate federal law and argued a fence was needed to stop the tons of drugs coming into the country from corrupt Mexico. When he eulogized Robert Byrd, a former high-ranking leader of the Ku Klux Klan, he identified him as one of his mentors. In 77, he pushed back on busing by saying, unless we do something about this, my children are going to grow up in a jungle, the jungle being a racial jungle. His words, 50 years of him taking ignorant and often racist positions. By the way, this isn't about Joe Biden. It's about who the Democratic Party really is. Find the Mike Hewitt Show on Spotify and Apple Podcast. You'll like it. Folks, listen, I, I sit down and I look at the policies that the, the left is advocating, and I try to intellectually understand them. And I mean that respectfully, by the way. So I, I literally write down what issues are, are they advocating for outside of abortion. I know they want abortion until birth. I get it. Let's set that on the side for a minute. So they're all about woke and racial inequities, et cetera, et cetera, and they've elected Biden. I, I, and I tried to get that to add up to me. This guy's got five decades of making outlandish, racist statements, not like one or two where he was misquoted or one or three where he was a little bit confused. And by the way, on that note, I sat and listened to a bunch of YouTubes of him, him as a senator, him as a vice president, and now him. The hymn now, just a separate note, the hymn now sounds like a different person than Senator Biden. But it's the same moron, moronic, sorry, Ludwig. It's the same person, but he is so feeble and weak now. You don't have to believe me, folks. And if you're a Democrat and you're screaming at the radio, I'm, thank you for listening. Go to YouTube, find a Senator Biden speech, listen to his tone of voice the mannerism, the energy, the the force in his voice, forget the moronic things he's saying, and then go find any time you want to find him in his term as president and compare the two. It's, it's flabbergasting because we get used to the snapshots in the era that we're in. But when you compare his decline, oh, now, Miles, I've known your mother. You used her as an example I've known her since I was in 10th grade, 11th grade, uh, and I've talked to her, and I, you're right. She's clear-minded. She's sharp. I don't always agree with her. Mostly I do. She's a sharp person. Biden isn't. you got to go listen to that. But anyway, that issue aside, how does the woke party 
the Democratic Party. And I mean this, and it's an honest question. Lud, because you're a professor, you got to answer me. How does the woke party endorse and now campaign for and send checks to keep somebody as racist as Biden has proven himself to be to keep him in the how do they how do they rationalize that in their mind, Ludwig? <laughs> if it wasn't Trump, he wouldn't have been the nominee. So you're saying the only reason he's there is they felt he could beat Trump. Yeah, because let's face it, Bernie Sanders, yep. the Democratic Party messed up. They gave him a spot on the stage. Okay. He should have never been even given give been given a spot. Bernie? But yeah. In my view, he, he won, and the super delegates give it to Hillary anyhow. And that was my point, was that not only should he never been given a spot because he's not a Democrat, he's a socialist. Yep. He's a communist. They gave him a but... spot, and he won the nomination not once. He would have won it a second time. Right. Had it not been super delegates. In fact, the second time around, it really was between Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders. But because of Trump, everybody knew neither one of them could actually beat Trump. Right. They had to put Biden in. So here's what here's what you're asking me to understand. And Miles, you, you take me to school because you are the family mathematician. When I look at the United States with 331 million people, not counting the 11,000-ish illegal immigrants, when I look at that sheer number of people and think plus or minus half of them vote Democrat, depending on the cycle, and you're telling me that those three people that you just listed are all they've got? That's it? And the only one that they thought had a chance was this guy that's been heavily documented as a racist or a person that makes racist statements, as I can't see into his heart. I can only tell you he makes racist statements and has consistently for 50 years. You don't see Miles Bauer or Mike Hewitt saying, Robert Byrd was our mentor. We're not saying that. He did. How does that party think the only one that we can find to be president is Elizabeth Pocahontas? Uh, what was the other mor moronic person? Is that fair to say? Bernie something? Sanders. I'm sorry? Bernie Sanders. Those are the three people that they've got out of half of 330. Folks, I, it just defies gravity to me. And now they got this guy that doesn't know, literally he doesn't know if he's a foot or horseback. And they're going, he's our guy. We're going to beat Trump with this guy. He doesn't know where he's at. Forget 50 years of racism. He doesn't know where he's at. How does that work? Yeah, you know why though, Mike? It's called Trump derangement syndrome. You don't, but listen, I get that. I, you know, I don't disagree with you. But listen, they were just as crazy when it came to Ronald Reagan. They really yeah. were. Then they put Dad Carter. By the way, when you look at the numbers, Biden and Carter polling numbers are incredibly similar. They really are incredibly, shockingly similar. F forget that. They had Mondale. My goodness, they. I, I just I, I'm flabbergasted that this is what they've got, and and that in the fact that women there's Ludwig's deal with the middle aged white woman. How does a smart person forget gender? Say yes, 
I like that racist old guy that doesn't know whether he's a foot or horseback. How does hey, that why work? Are gonna, why are you going to set me up like that and assume these people are smart? <laughs> First of all, yeah, you know they can say whatever they want about these single women not supporting yeah. Trump. Yeah, when's the last time any Republican led single women in demographics? What single women are typically liberal. Okay. Yeah. All right. So really, that 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 whole demographic is washed away, anyways. I don't think that's even in the wheelhouse of how do we get more here. We've got a lot uh, of there are a lot of conservative women that vote Republican, but the math suggests, folks, don't get mad at me. I'm just looking at math. If it were if it were not for women, there would be no Democratic Party. It would be a third. It'd be it'd be a third tier party. It would. The women support it. Yes. Is that yes, right? Is and that that's what, my point. That's what you're trying to say. Even though I told your buddy Tom Martini I wouldn't make fun of you, I can't help it <laughs> but to point out what you're saying. Yeah, no, it's exactly it. So um to to say that's even a problem for Trump or anybody is kind of nonsense. But then you just included that they're smart and that's why they voted for Biden. Um I'm not sure anybody who can intelligently say they voted for Biden because of his policies. Yeah, listen, we, even we, say we, that there's any kind of intellectual honesty in you, that. We've got to go to a break, but stay on that, folks. We'll be right back. Here's one for you, Ludwig. You can help noodle your way out of this problem. So Hugh Hall, this is this is from uh, one of the political writers with the, I believe, the Detroit News. Uh, and this is on X-File or whatever they call it nowadays. Huge Hall, $3.7 million for U.S. Representative Rashida Tlaib after her censure by the House last fall. So the House censured her. And the result of that censure was they loaded her coffers with $3.7 million. What say you, Ludwig? Well, one, I would want to look campaign finance to understand who is they, because who is they in the United States that wants to back that? Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer's federal PAC, the Fight Like Hell PAC, that's the title of it, reports a haul of $1.8 million in total receipts over the final six months of 2023. And my point, what caused me to visit those two numbers, by the way, I'm not talking about Tlaib and I'm not talking about Whitless. My point is, is that when you try to say that the Democrats that would vote for Biden, forget gender for a minute, when you say they're stupid, we disagree. I don't know if they're dumb or not. But they're sending in record amounts of money, way bigger, by the way, way more than what the right is seeing in its packs and on a party level. And those things I know directly, folks. And what I'm what I'm telling you is that, and I, I think this goes to Miles Bauer. I have to say it again, because it, it when we grew up, when Miles and I were kids, at least, it used to be that the Democratic Party, at least my 
my image of it, what it was, it was working class, it was low middle income people, it was all of those, and it's just not that party anymore. So when Miles talked about six or seven years ago on this show that we were witnessing the transformation, I think you said first transformation post-World War II of both major parties, folks, when they want to show a Republican as the, the, the fat cat guy, the banker from the Monopoly game, that's how they identified the Republican voter from 1930s with FDR forward. But we've saw we've seen a landslide change in who we are. And now grassroots in the Republican side are absolutely blue-collar workers. A lot of them are retired union members, by the way. A sea change in voting that when I listen to talk shows on TV and on the radio, it feels, and I'm not critiquing anybody because I'm giving this credit to you, Miles Bauer, but it feels like they're not noticing a massive sea change and that to understand the polls that we're seeing and the results that we're seeing and where money is coming from that we're accounting for, if you don't notice the sea change that has taken place, you got to be really confused. Take a look at it. What I'm actually advocating for, go to duckduckgo.com so you don't have Google land to you, sending you to a bunch of outrageous far leftist nonsense. Go somewhere where your search results will actually give you the results you're looking for. Not that you want. You're in search of the truth. Start looking at who the average Democrat is and who the average Republican is nowadays versus when Miles and I were young. Go, Ludwig. But Mike, isn't the mantra of the liberal, the left side of things to spend more money to get results, right? Give us your money, we'll fix climate change. Give us more money, we'll fix education. Give us more money, we'll fix this. Where the Republican Party sees results through action. And so our donations may be down, but we have more action on our side rather than trying to spend money to fix the problem. I, I Listen, I, I don't think that the left... Um, I don't think that the, perhaps the left voter sees things the, what you just said, but I don't believe that leadership of the left, the Nancy Pelosi's of the world, not picking on her, but the Nancy Pelosi's of the world, I don't think she gives two rats behinds about inner city America. I don't. Well, think, I agree. I, when 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 she sees when they see a hotel filled with illegal. What do they call them now? Now they're now they're refugees. A week ago they Asylum were seekers. But look, when the average Democrat voter sees that, they feel bad for all of them and send in a hundred bucks. But the leadership, if they actually wanted to change it, it wouldn't be the way it was in the first place. You wouldn't have sixty years of educational slide in inner city America. I don't care what state it is. Any medium or large city in the United States of America has educational results that are on par with Haiti. Think about that for a minute. It's facts. I tell you that, Lud, because these people are not sending Whitmer $1.3 million because they expect the city of Detroit to suddenly be resurgent. Everybody knows that's not going to happen because the policies don't, don't drive for resurgency. They drive for status quo and lower. They drive for dependency. They want those folks to be dependent on them. 
Yeah, but you're assuming they understand that. They're told, send us money, we will fix hmm. the issue. But but we're talking about two different things, Lud. You and I agree about the average person sending in a hundred bucks. But but the Nancy Pelosi's and the Whitmers, if they actually cared about these things, they, they don't care. But That's they, my point, they don't. But how can my if I listen, I didn't like Rick Snyder because he said the same crap and didn't do anything. So I'm I'm not a partisan hack. I want results. I'm a meritocracy guy. If they suddenly came up with a party based on meritocracy again, that's where Mike Hewitt would be. I'm just being honest with you. Why are we having black flight for the Democratic Party? Because a lot of us... Because they realize those people don't do what they say or mean. And listen, good on you because you're the one that brought that to our attention a few weeks ago. And I've sat and done a deep dive on the numbers, and you're exactly right. It's one of the things that are causing the Democrats' leadership, not rank and file. Rank and file said, I sent them 100 bucks. I love them. Leadership are going, holy crap, if we keep losing that, we're going to be out of power, which is all they care about is power. If they wanted to fix education in the cities, it's easily done. Get the National Education Association out of the mix. Get the federal... Department of Education out of the mix. Bring back folks that want to educate rather than folks that want funding with less time. I just know the, the, the but, fixes uh, are Mike, easy. Yes. I mean, think about the mayoral election here in Chicago. It was totally funded by the teachers' unions. I think a lot of this money is not coming from private people. I think a lot of this is coming from like unions and other or or organizations but those people are getting those and i agree with you by the way but those organizations are getting their money from regular people so if you're yeah. a union member and you're yeah 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 uaw and you give them your dues you know that your dues are going to fund this nonsense that's where your money's going i, I right that's what's happening what do you think Lund? you're the educator no, I, I I don't disagree with you guys. You uh, can't because we're right. No, I think that <laughs> I told Tom I told Tom Martini he wanted me to commit to not picking on you. I said, Do I go with Tom Martini? Who's a local guy we both know? Or do I go with the fella in Nebraska who demanded that we pick on you? <laughs> the guy from Nebraska said he wanted to hear more Lund. He didn't say pick on me. No, that's not live. We, next week. By speaking of next week, I want. I got to mention this. The Republican Party has been going through a big drama in Michigan and in Arizona and in Georgia. Recently, the now I call former chair of the state Republican Party was removed by a vote of state committee. She was replaced with Pete Hookstra. And Pete Hookstra will be our guest on this show next week. And I'm anxious to hear his view of the state of the Republican Party. I'm very he's been on the show a number of times in his in his both as a as a um when he was on the the intelligence committee for the House and then later when he was an ambassador, and now we'll have him back as chairman of the the uh, Republican Party. A lot of angst going on on our side. And it's got to get ironed out because we are in an election year. It's time for everybody to put the food fight, put the food away, and get back to who we're actually trying to uh, to beat, is my view. 
I'm anxious to hear his opinion. So, yeah. uh, 30 seconds, somebody. Tell me what you think. Yeah, I was going to say, you guys have kind of gone nuts up there in the Whitmer <laughs> Correctional Facility because you got a caucus and you got a primary, and one of them doesn't have any delegates, and yeah, the other one does. They, they and... call it a hybrid system. It's crazy. Folks, we've got to go, but please be safe. We will see you next week.